somehow my daughters fell in love with Formula One. I don't know how or why, but I'm not arguing. They may not know wheel, but does anyone? Hi, and welcome to We Don't Know Wheel F1. I'm Anne. And I'm Grace. We're two sisters who fell in love with Formula One, started a podcast to force all of our friends and family and to listen to us talk about F1. Welcome. Welcome. And welcome to the last race of the season. The final race. What are we going to do with all our free time now? I have no idea. I'm just going to read F1 gossip, honestly. (laughs) I'm going to actually get back to the basis of my love for this sport, and it's the gossip. So and I'm the fix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna finally read the Daniel Ricardo books. There's another one that came out too. Um I expect a full report on the podcast after you I had a chance to read them. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read either of them yet because I was just kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes when there's a book that I'm actually like looking forward to, then I will put it off the longest because I'm like, I don't know, it overwhelms me a bit. Um, yeah, you wanna so you wanna what? wait and savor it later, yeah, I wanna savor it, oh, it's called um, the pole sitter always rings twice <laughs> that's the that's the follow up <laughs> to overtake my heart, so <laughs> I'm excited, <laughs> um, yeah, so. That's the that yeah I think we'll keep plenty busy I think we'll even still have things to talk about on the pod yeah we do uh have a few plans in the works for the off season which I had an idea the other day that we haven't talked about recently but we should do another um driver superlatives podcast I think that's a really good idea or I was gonna say like a driver's ranking like we did last year, but then we do this year and compare what's changed. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be a <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah. So I think we have plenty to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to start with the race or do we want to start with the gossip? What's the gossip? Did Maybe. you? Okay. Jogan Yu posted a dump from... Abu Dhabi and it includes like a driver's dinner photo but it's missing like six people more, more I think it was that. like half the grid didn't I'm gonna go. name them for you because okay. it's an interesting group that's missing so everyone else is there these are the people that are missing Max and Checo but the Alpha Tori boys are both there Fernando but Lance is there Ocon but Pierre is there Logan Sargent, but Alex Albon is there. And then the McLaren boys. So Piastri and Lando. And then the Haas boys. I said the Haas boys couldn't afford that dinner. Uh, <laughs> 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 so Hulkenberg and Magnuson. Yeah, it is a very interesting mix of who's there and who is not there. Yeah. And I also feel like I, so I did see the picture, um, but the reaction to it online has like, I've, there've been several different accounts online where it's been, where people have been like, 
oh look how exciting they're doing another dinner again how cute this is lovely but when you compare it to how people reacted last year there is no comparison where you could not yeah. go anywhere online in the world of formula one in the like three days of that weekend and not see something about it and i feel like part of it is that it happened already and this is just like another example of this and part of it is that last year it was literally everyone and that's one of the things that made it so so special whereas like nobody wasn't there it was literally everyone and everyone coming together and having a good time and everybody looking so happy in the pictures and I'm sure like the guys that I got together in that picture had a lovely time well, but it doesn't have the Sarah same was like, I think there's a second table. Sarah's like, I think there's a second Maybe. table that the other half of the grid is at. But I was like, that table would be so unhinged. It's like everyone who's enemies <laughs> with each other. Yeah, so I don't know why they would be hanging out. But maybe. Maybe. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. So that was a good. Yeah, I love that. I love Joe for posting that. Recently, yes. there was like Ferrari uh, content where they asked the driver, the Ferrari drivers, like which driver has the best drip. And first they had to be like, what is drip? Yeah. But then they said, Louis, Pierre and Joe. And I was like, Perfect spot on answers. chef's kiss. That is the right answer. Yep. A hundred percent the right answer. And then both of them were like, I'm a bit boring with my fashion. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Did you see it? All of the, um, I think I sent a compilation video of in Vegas. They asked everybody who you would go out with for a night in Vegas. Yes. Their answers are so funny. And one of the teams that they did. I felt like a lot of people said Yuki. A lot of people said Yuki. I feel like a lot of people said Danny. And Max. Um, and Max. Yes. Uh, Carlos had a really funny answer of saying, like, I'll bring Checo because he brings the tequila. And then <laughs> uh, Lando, but he wouldn't say what Lando would be. <laughs> um, they didn't show the Red Bull in the Red Bull drivers in that compilation video, but I saw another one where Checo said, I bring the Spanish speaking drivers because after a few drinks, speaking English is too hard. That was Fernando? No, that was Checo. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I, my favorite comment, this was like a repost by like a Carlando account, of course, but Mm -hmm. because I saw the Joe post right away and was very excited. And then this afternoon I was looking and saw the dinner post and the first comment was, but where is little Lando? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I love that. Uh, Yeah. Little Lando. But where is Little Lando? Lando. I feel like he could have been called Little Lando like three years ago. Not quite so little anymore. He's a little more grown up now. (laughs) He's a little more grown up. Yeah. So (laughs) that's my favorite gossip of the week. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. Here's another piece of gossip I saw online that uh, 
Albon may go to Ferrari for 2025. Oh, yeah. I've seen that a few times. I I mean, Alex is the best. He's such a sweetheart that like any good thing for Alex in his career, I would just be happy for him. There's a part of me that really, really wants him to stay at Williams and like for him to team. be able to actually build the team into a good team yeah. again. It'd yeah. be so special. It definitely seems like the most likely that's been in a long time because there's more investors in F1 and there's a mm-hmm. cost cap. Um, mm-hmm. Another Ooh. piece of gossip that I loved that's not gossip at all was Lily Mooney posted a like photo shoot that she had done I think in mm-hmm. like a Chinese publication and in it she's wearing a McLaren jacket doesn't and she that, have that some also... partnership somehow with does McLaren? she have a partnership with McLaren I thought I think that was just the photo shoot else. I don't know if she but does it was, that's incredible it was very cute and the reaction and Alex, Alex was, was like, orange doesn't look good on you. <laughs> and then she said, lately I've been dressing for revenge. Hilarious. Um, then McLaren was like, we welcome you to the family. Come join us. And William said, she's ours. <laughs> so, oh, Speaking yeah. of williams and investors and money in formula one i watched senna with dad over thanksgiving okay tell me about it so good you should watch it when you're home because it's not easy to find streaming and we got him a dvd for a present at some point um it his career in formula one was wild his i there was so first of all, he and Prost were on the same team. But they also like hated years. each other, right? Yes. And they were both, without argument, the two best drivers at the time. So it would be like Lewis and Max or Max and Fernando on the same team at the same time. And it's the best car. So totally crazy. And there was one time where I... Prost was leading the championship. They got to Suzuka. If Senna didn't win that race, Prost would win the championship. They are like one team with Prost leading and with a few laps left, they crash into each other. Some of Senna's mechanics run over, get him back going but he has to go through this escape road to get back onto the track he has to pit replace his front wing then he wins the race meanwhile prost goes to the stewards and says he should not have been able to rejoin like that and he needs to be disqualified from the race they disqualify him from the race and prost wins the world championship and then a couple of years (laughs) later Senna is leading the world championship. And again, they're in Suzuka. And if uh, I think it was Prost, but it may have been someone else. If Prost didn't win 
that race in Suzuka, Santa would world win the world championship. There was a weird controversy about the like they changed what side of the grid pole started on. And so it started on like the dirty side of the grid. Seta had pole. In the first corner, they crash into each other and they both are out of the race. And Senna wins the world championship because they crash into each other and pros can't win. Um so they uh another crazy thing about Senna's career is that he never won in Brazil after racing there like six times until oh. 1991. And when he won, his uh car essentially got stuck in sixth gear for the last like seven laps of the race oh my gosh he had to drive the last seven laps of the race in sixth gear he made it to the end he won and after celebrating for a minute he like passed out in his car from the effort of having to drive his car in (laughs) sixth gear and like force the clutch to like allow him to be able to drive it yeah so truly totally crazy and i the last team they raced for was williams which Mm -hmm. in 92 and 93 williams completely decimated the con the competition because they started using active suspension where there's a computer that would change the suspension of the car in every single corner and so all they'd have to do is program the computer and you basically just press the gas pedal and the computer does almost everything else for you and um so after two years of this Sata goes to Williams in 94 and before the season starts the FIA outlaws oh my gosh. suspension and their car had been built to drive with active suspension and so without it it was just like constantly going between oversteer and understeer and was just horrible to drive and i uh, and then that was the year that he had a like freak accident and oh. died in a race in imola well thanks for that up- uplifting story Anne. <laughs> <laughs> it was like his f1 career was truly wild and you should watch the movie because it i mean it does a much better job than i do of telling the story yeah no. it sounds yeah. good i will watch it i'll watch really it wild. okay i was gonna say not at all in line with what you were talking about <laughs> um also i re- read that fernando alonso recently was voted like best sports tiktoker or something did you I see think on... I saw that too. Yeah. And then on his car this week, on like the steering wheel, it said TikTok. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm like, does Aston Martin have a TikTok sponsorship now? A partnership? <laughs> if they do, oh incredible. Gosh. Yeah. That so I loved that. Too funny. Mm-hmm. Um, um, tell me about qualifying because I didn't watch it. I saw the results and I was like, I can't put my body through this. My soul won't survive. 
I will be honest in that I didn't watch Q1. I didn't wake up early. No enough, one could. And so I just no one could handle in. that. Carlos is out. Q1. Yeah. So all I know is that Carl- Carlos is out, and I don't really exactly know why. <laughs> per Sarah, he was just very slow. <laughs> Probably something that I have to do with tire warm up. I'm like, did something happen to him in that crash? He was defeated. I don't know. It was like... I don't know, but he's had a rough first... couple of weeks. Yeah. And I feel bad. He's in the bad headspace. Yeah. Um. Oh, wait. Okay. Did you see the Chili's Angels t-shirts? No. Okay. I sent it to the group text, but basically... Oh, yeah. They had um shirts made that are like Chili's Angels, and then it's... Carlos's face photoshopped on one of Charlie's angels and then his cousin Carlos Arenas and his trainer and they're the three angels and they're all photoshopped onto the angels bodies (laughs) so they totally get Carlos and his like really close team that would do something like that they get the vibe yeah. It's about photoshopping your head onto other people's bodies. As we love get know. the humor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like the rest of qualifying was nothing too like shocking. Lewis Hamilton going out in Q2 again. Mm-hmm. Pretty surprising. Um in Q3, like I mean Yuki was amazing his Yuki was it. incredible um Checo's lap time getting deleted I was quite saddened by and um Lando's big moment on his last lap was a big what bummer and one moment you have to tell me because I didn't see it <laughs> I basically he had a like weird kind of locking his tires like snap Mm. of the car moment early on in this lap that kind of made the rest of the lap difficult Mm. and it it again led to his past conferences afterwards where he was just like i made a mistake and we could have been on pole and just like you know kind of his typical Mm -hmm. lando not yeah. willing to say anything other than the brutal truth and just like always taking all the responsibility himself. Yeah. So, yeah. Qualifying was good. Charles, his last lap in Q3 was a huge surprise because he had not been doing amazing throughout all of qualifying yeah. and all of a sudden it was a second lap of q3 it was just it clicked and he, yeah that was that was pretty cool hmm. yeah um <laughs> that yeah that race was not the most exciting to me i had a lot of fun watching because i was watching with mom and sarah at the end, it got a bit yes. more exciting, but it was like not a lot happening for like the first three quarters of the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have fallen asleep. 
the end was so crazy to watch. Yeah, uh, the end like, when they were trying to figure out like, okay, who's about to win the or who's about to, to win <laughs> to get second in the championship? That was like yes. okay, that's and exciting. The, but and the way that all of a sudden, like whatever Checo did was going to play the biggest role in what was yes. going to happen. That was wild and really funny. And I could not believe that Charles like realized so quickly exactly what was going on and where he was like, I'm going to back up George so that Checo can get past him. And that as soon as he learned that Checo had that five second penalty, he, what do you think of that five second penalty? What do you think, Grace? It felt like some Mercedes shenanigans. It, I felt like it was not deserved. I will say it that yeah. way. I thought it was more of a racing incident. I thought that, like, Checo did kind of take that apex at a weird angle. Um, I thought that... It did, it, even to my eye as a Lando fan, I was like, eh, they kind of both look like they turned yeah. into each other yeah they both didn't really need leave each other enough space and I also thought that it did not end up having a, any sort of impact on the whole race where like yeah. they both just kept going Lando kept his spot Lando and got Checo had because <laughs> he went off the track but yeah um and then Checo passed him with a legit pass yeah. like a lap later and you move on, and then they give him this penalty. The part that yeah. truly got to me is how Checo got called to the stewards for what he said on the radio at the end of the race. Oh, I didn't hear what he said. He essentially just said that, like, this is a joke. These penalties are a joke. And then he also said that, like, these stewards are not like at F1 standard. Oh, and I think that was the part that's what got him in trouble. That, yeah, yeah. Sorry, bud. I don't but think also, you're like, supposed to say that he wasn't using profanity. It like it was not. <laughs> and it's like he didn't even swear. I feel like I've heard other drivers say way worse stuff. It just might not have been about the stewards. Yeah, I think that is actually the key, though. <laughs> yeah. Like they Which, don't care about swearing on the radio. Yeah. But so that he <laughs> apparently he went and apologized and they gave him a warning. And then he has also since then put on his Instagram an apology a statement of saying, like, I shouldn't have been that harsh on the radio and emotions get out of hand sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I will say, I feel like Charles really pulled it out of the bag today. Like he was like, I've been putting it on the back burner all season, but it's time to get real. <laughs> yeah. Basically this whole season, Carlos has been ahead of Charles in the points. And then in the last race, Charles was like, not today. <laughs> and Carlos also feels like he gave up a little. Like I was like, what's the plan, bud? I. It was just hard and sad watching Carlos during the race today, yeah. especially when Ferrari just kept him on 
those hards for forever for the chance of a safety car where I'm, I was watching yeah, I was like, like it's not coming and you're you're still in 10th dude even yeah. if there's a safety car you're, you're gonna have to pit trouble. and you come up behind yeah. other people still no it yeah. felt like yeah I don't know I don't it was sad it was bad energy I heard mom was yeah. a bit distraught for him she just started cheering for Checo instead stop I was like this sucks I was like cheering for Lando this is why you didn't like watching the race Grace no I mean I would have enjoyed it what what happened was I saw that he had no points and then I watched the race and Mm -hmm. so I was like you know like if you're like well he could really pull it out you know he could get up into six, like, but truly, like, what happened this week? Because last week he started in what twelfth, and then mm-hmm. and immediately six. was down to like seventeenth, and then made his way all the way back up to sixth. Yeah, I... and this week he couldn't even get. He basically, I have no idea, finished where he started. I think. Ferrari's strategy for him was awful. Which also is wild because I do feel like they tend to just like focus on one driver in their strategy. So like this week, mm-hmm. obviously, like Charles was the winner in that. Which makes but sense. they needed both of them to get enough points to get second in the championship. It it yeah. didn't even seem like Ferrari was like aware that they should be trying to get second. I was almost like, are they trying to get third? only the drivers are trying to get second like are they like but we'll get more wind tunnel time yeah there (laughs) there are definitely some people who think that ferrari wasn't trying that hard yeah because also doesn't ferrari get its own like special money that's more than the other teams even beyond the i believe you have mentioned that (laughs) cross the cost cap so i'm like that's just smart no. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like in the age of the cost cap, the big teams don't need the prize money. They don't need the prize money because they At already all. have their private funding. Because they used to be spending like $500 million and now they can only spend, what is it, yeah. 160 I don't even know what the cost cap is, but yes. <laughs> and yeah. so, I mean, they were already getting all of that money from sponsors and money that the owner was putting in and like the the money that they would get from your place in the constructors doesn't matter to them it matters to Haas it matters to Mm -hmm. Williams Mm -hmm. oh okay let's talk about where the constructors finished yeah so Red Bull's in first Mm -hmm. Mercedes is in second by just millimeters of points (laughs) i think it was three points in the end yeah which one that is pretty great like if you think about the rest of the season i feel like it was a really and not the rest like everything outside of red bull and not to come down on red bull but just (laughs) it was like red bull obviously was extremely dominant but everyone else was so competitive and so close together it was I was appreciative of that to see all the teams competing, to see the shakeup just in who was going to get fourth. 
Yeah, that battle for fourth was insane. Which so did you tight. see when Fernando came out on top in fourth? Yeah, and like again, How? literally Fernando and Carlos were tied last week, and then Fernando got like eighth. That's how close, or not Fernando, <laughs> Carlos got eighth and Fernando and, got fourth. And that's how close it was. Yeah. And Fernando and Charles are tied on points. Incredible. So it must have either been based off of like your highest Seniority. finishing position no. or number <laughs> number of podiums would be my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, so, so wild. Constructors goes Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. McLaren, Aston Martin, and then Alpine. I always forget Alpine. Uh, Alpine, and then is it Williams, Alphatori, Alfa Romeo, and then Haas. Poor Haas. They really had a rough one this year. Hurts when Ferrari's doing bad. (laughs) Oh. Everybody thinks about Ferrari, but nobody remembers how Haas suffers. <laughs> Whatever's happening to Ferrari is going to happen ten times Haas. worse to Haas. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but, yeah. Man, but it's crazy how Haas had so much like momentum and excitement around them at the beginning of last year. And then it's just slowly, consistently just faded away. And it feels like they've got this one defining issue for them, which is tire tire wear and race space that they cannot figure out. And I like... Which is kind of Ferrari's problem as well, obviously. But it's, yeah, just so much worse than Haas. It feels like it's 10 times worse for Haas. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I and think how many like, times has Nico Hulkenberg qualified inside the top 10 yes. and then ended up in 18th? Yes. Which is so crazy because it's like, yeah, again, I have to say, like, I feel like Nico Hulkenberg is such a talented driver who has not been given the car to do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And what a bummer for Haas, because then you really feel like you're seeing their wasted potential this year. Because you're like, you Mm -hmm. got this guy qualifying well almost every week, and then he can't even make it into the points. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I, I mean, when Haas first announced that they were bringing back Nico Hulkenberg, I thought that they were crazy and stupid and that, like... (laughs) why would they not want to invest in talent for the future um but now you think they're smart but i've always known i i have turned around my tone on nico Hulkenberg. Yeah. i feel like he's been so impressive throughout the whole course of the year and has been consistently outpacing kevin magnuson yeah i was gonna say if you had to decide which one to pick i would definitely be picking Hulkenberg. yeah but speaking of driver changes James Fowles was interviewed after the race. Yes. And he, he still in. said, like, we're not in a position to say anything about Logan's future. Which, do you think that's, like, 
Logan needs to bring some more money? Do you think it's like he's not getting a seed? What's Maybe they have then? to have like one final official meeting after the ra- last race of the year to make their decision. I have no idea. <laughs> I have but- to say I saw that and I was like, you know, I will be kind of sad if Logan's not on the grid next year. He kind of grew on me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he grew on me more than Mick Schumacher. So <laughs> who would you... Who would you put in the seat instead of Logan Sargent? Hmm. Liam Lawson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Williams would never want to go for that because they don't want somebody who's going to go to AlphaTauri in a year or Red Bull in three years. They want someone who's going to actually be at their team for the long run. I don't know. I don't know. And well, um, a lot of other possibilities have kind of have already said like what they're going to be doing for next year. Like mm. Mick has announced he's doing endurance as well as Formula E. Mm-hmm. Nick DeVries is doing Formula E. Um, he might be doing endurance as well. Um. Has Felipe Drogovic announced what he's doing? Oh, I don't know. That's a good one. Maybe that's where it's going. Maybe. Because did he get, like, third in one of the free practices this weekend? He did. In the first free practice where it was half rookie drivers. (laughs) That's still impressive. Oh, super impressive. Yeah, yeah. No, I was very, very impressed. But, no, it... There may be one last gasp of silly season yet to silly come. Season, <laughs> the yeah. non-existent like silly season. Next this year. year's silly season is going to be unhinged because truly, yeah. Because I mean, half yeah. the grid, their contract is up. Mm-hmm. Oh Unless gosh. you ask Will Buxton. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's the third. That's the last piece of gossip. Will Buxton said that Charles was in a long-term contract, which his contract's up at the end of 2024 too. It was a long-term contract when he signed it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I sent this to the group chat this week. It was like a girl from Tumblr just basically going off about how Charles has not been given what he needs from Ferrari. And like all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, Charles is fast, but also like, I don't know, this obsession with like, I feel like Charles in particular gets this. Like, people will talk about like, uh, Lando's in a, you know, a poop box mm-hmm. <laughs> in a tractor. George is in a slow car, all this stuff. But it's like, I feel like the fans for Charles and Ferrari, it's like, it's his birthright. Yes. Which obviously that's the whole vibe. But I'm yeah. like, is this working for us? <laughs> yeah. I sent something in the group chat that I came across on Twitter that was, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was an example of Charles fans just being like truly crazy. Feral. 
okay so there's they were complaining about how or they were they're making a comparison between carlos's helmet and charles helmet oh, yes. for the weekend oh my gosh where they were saying carlos just has a chili at his helmet that's so did he essentially imply like helmet? it would, no it's just a normal oh, helmet, helmet but they didn't okay. realize this <laughs> And then, but like, the, and then in comparison, Charles, perfect, perfect, perfect Charles, Charles, is honoring his whole like team in the garage, his whole garage on his helmet, which yeah. is like, which is like that's lovely, but there doesn't lovely. have to be a comparison between the two. Yes, and you don't need like to put one people of up on pedestals. They're people. Yeah. Everybody's human and everybody makes mistakes and nobody's perfect in any way, shape, well, or form. Well, it's also like it's not a mistake not to make a special helmet for your team. They're just different people who approach their work in different ways. Yes. Yes. And also, Charles is also the one who didn't even remember when he was planning his helmet for Austin that it was going to be his 100th race for the team. So how are you going to like claim that he is this perfect person who always does everything for Ferrari and yeah. like no one loves Ferrari like Charles yeah. when he also does stuff like that and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you like it's not I don't think it's fair to Charles to yeah. put those unrealistic expectations on him. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay should we take a quick tea break and come back to this sounds good this episode brought to you by the driver's dinner gossip sites could eat all week just on the driver's dinner <laughs> what are you advertising to what are you selling with this grace i'm selling the oh my gosh okay imagine the ability to just listen to the driver's dinner it wouldn't be very good then mm-hmm. but i am not advocating no. that people go do this do not do this it's a violation of other people's privacies but I love the idea. <laughs> so good. Driver's dinner. Okay, here's my here I really analyzed that photo for a minute. Oh, Sarah good. and I were looking at it together. It was in-depth analysis. One, there's one empty chair. It's across the table from Lance Stroll. I yes. had kind of been like, I feel like someone's in that. I kind of thought that Logan Sargent was in that chair. But then what in made further you say analysis, so- Sergeant. I don't know. I just felt like I was just having this feeling of like a lot of teammates were there. And I was like, I thought Alex and Logan were kind of like close. So it felt like, you know, Alex is there. Where's Logan? Um, Versus like Pierre and Esteban. I was like, they don't like each other. Um, Then I was like, maybe it's Fernando because it was next to Hamilton and then across from Lance. And I was like, that kind of vibes for me. Um, but I did some really close looking. There's no cup in front of that seat. There is a bowl there, but there is no cup. There's no like settings. And it looks like they were kind of eating family style, um, because everyone has a plate, but then there are like bowls of food around the table Mm -hmm. and it does not look like 
anyone was sitting in that chair, which (laughs) Sarah was like, conclusion, feeling very bad for Lance because he was sat across from no one. (laughs) (laughs) I feel feel worse for him that it doesn't surprise me that he's the one sat across from no one. Lance, you're making me feel bad for him now. He's fine. He's the child of a billionaire. He doesn't need our sadness. No, honestly, I feel like a lot of the grid gets along with him much better than we really think. Oh, yeah. I think he seems totally lovely. I think if anyone I think might be on the outs people, I think it's Esteban. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly like Esteban is close friends with Lance. Mm-hmm. Because he has no other friends. No, <laughs> allegedly. Just kidding. It's <laughs> all joke. Um, okay, another two other things I noticed in this photo. One, Sarah was like, Danny's wearing his own merch, which I was like, love that. And also it looked really cute and natural. Loved it. I was like, yes. He was wearing one of his sweaters, like his Chris, his winter Enchante oh, collection sweaters. His sweaters are so cute. And so expensive. Yeah. I think also this might be his first drop that he's done where no one in like the group chat or friend group has bought something because we're all like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Everyone's like, it's too much. It's too much. You can't, you know, I've got a limit. But also like, I love buying his merch, but I'm also like, I want to buy cute and stylish merch from other drivers. Yeah. Danny just has the best. He does, but I want Alex Albon to have like a fun merch line because I would a hundred percent buy from there. I was looking at his merch store the other day, and it only had three things. Yeah, and they're all his sold shoes. Out. <laughs> yeah, it's his shoes and like two like keychain type of things, all yeah. sold out. Yeah, which is very sad. so. The that and then my last noticing. Two people in this photo have a glass of wine in front of them. Mm-hmm. Who do you think they are? Everyone else is like drinking water from a like stemless wine glass. I'm going to say Lewis and Carlos. You are so close. One of those two is correct. Carlos. Lewis? Oh, Carlos. Carlos, which I was like, is it Spanish or is it a depressing two weeks in a row? Could be either. He looks very <laughs> tired in that photo. Like he looks oh. like it's been a rough two weeks. Yeah. Um guess the third or guess the second one. Not Charles for a Ferrari wine party. <laughs> no. Lance seems like that type of vibe. No. So I feel like when you Lewis. hear it, George, that's on the right track, but not George. Danny? Okay, I'm going to tell you now. It was Valtteri. Oh, of course. <laughs> and he was sitting next to Danny, and maybe they were at the end of the table, so maybe Danny had a glass of wine. But the two glasses I could obviously see looked like they were Carlos and Valtteri. <laughs> I love that for them. Um, yeah. So that's my hot takes on the dinner party. Loved it. Love. There was like a collection of people at the end of the table that I was just like, I want to hang out with those people. Like it was like Joe, Alex, Danny, 
Valtteri. Like I was like, oh, that'd be mix. so fun. They yeah. and they would just be like chill and goofing around the whole time, not taking anything too seriously. <laughs> so that was dinner. I love that. Um, no, the only other thing I wanted to make sure we brought our attention to is George Russell's mouth. No. <laughs> when he was radioing and he was like where are we in the race I was like what is happening I feel like there's a way where he could have said like it'd be a lot more helpful if you told me the actual positions and the positions of the Ferrari drivers so that I just know in a way that like he could have said that without being quite as like personally offended and I think like to me I was like maybe when I was I was listening to the F1 TV commentary so it was Julian Palmer Mm -hmm. and DC Mm-hmm. And DC was like, just tell him. He just wants to know. He's trying yeah, to be that's a team player. Totally fair. I think I totally got though more where Julian was coming from, which is like, it's about to change any minute. Like Carlos still has to pit. Lewis yeah. is doing really well. Do your best. Let's get the highest points we can get. That's what you need to focus on. Yeah. And I understand being like, yeah, but you know, you can just tell him. Like they're all obviously watching. I, I would say that that points to that race not being that interesting. The fact that almost yeah. every driver was like, uh, here's my strategy idea. Or like Charles is straight up just giving his strategy to the pit lane. Did you hear? Like, I'm going to let Perez pass me to see if I can get him into second <laughs> or into third. I mean, he had nothing to lose by actually saying it. And he would make sure his team wasn't freaked out of like, yeah. why are you just letting Tech I know, pass? but like, why is... why is charles doing the strategy because it's ferrari yes (laughs) but he knew what was happening in the race Mm -hmm. yeah but did you hear when max said like yes checko can can pit pit before me (laughs) yeah you pit checko before me (laughs) which felt like an odd thing to say I didn't know the benefit or risk of that. So I was like, okay. No. <laughs> and it, it was pretty clear that with both of them, Red Bull was going with a like standard but offset to be slightly longer than everybody else strategy. And yeah. like, I don't think that what Max said would have made any difference to how they did it. <laughs> and like they were 16 seconds apart they could have easily done a double sack if they wanted yes. to pit them on the same lap like yeah whatever yeah. it was funny though yep so um what a little what a little goblin george has become just a greedy yeah. goblin i think you could almost feel his frustration about the season and the fact that he just hasn't done as well as yeah. lewis this season there seem to be very few minutes where you can see him actually being happy when mm-hmm. he's like at the track or racing. And I understand the like frustration, and I think it's totally valid. But I feel like 
how he talks on the radio can sometimes especially when he's more frustrated or something is not going right and he comes off a little bit like a douchebag in terms of how he's talking on the radio whoa I was just gonna say disrespectful but yeah yeah, yeah. He's and I don't know that he's necessarily is like that as a person mm-hmm. that's just how he comes across on the radio sometimes mm-hmm. where he comes it's like he's whiny yeah he is whiny yeah. oh last thing I loved highlight Kevin Magnuson's daughter helping him get dressed for oh was it a free practice I think so it was literally so, so cute. cute it felt like I mean tv's tv who knows what's real but mm-hmm. I felt like the way she interacted with him felt like it was something that they did often and it felt very yes. sweet because it was like so, she helped so him sweet. put on each glove and then he points to her visor and she smacks it down. Um, and I so, thought that was very cute. So sweet. Yeah. I do have to we say. We love to see the girls in racing. <laughs> yes, always. Um, did you see the meme I sent you when we were taking a break with uh... Checo and Charles? You should take a look because you're going to love this. And it is one of my favorite Formula One memes I've ever seen. And once you see it, you understand why. (laughs) I've got half of it. It's a a Lord of the Rings meme. And And Checo says, never thought I'd die fighting side by side with a Ferrari. And then Charles Charles says... What about side by side with a friend? And the bottom <laughs> picture is Checo saying, I I can do that. <laughs> oh my god. Uniting my two loves of Formula One and Lord of the Rings. For Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Never I have no idea going. you were so spicy about Russell. I I don't know. I am it like really bugs me when people just can't like treat the people that they're working with with just kindness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me ask you a question to to buoy the mood before we end this episode. And there will be episodes in between the seasons, so don't worry, plans. dear listeners. Um, but let me ask you a more uplifting question. Take Checo out of the equation. Who was mm-hmm. your standout, like, favorite driver of the season and why? In terms of driving or in terms of personality? The whole thing. Who just sold you? Who are you like, this is, like, my backup fave? Alex. Yeah. He's so great. He's so just unpro- unproblematic and nice and funny <laughs> and charming, but also has been killing it with driving this year. And has been, like, destroying his teammate, Logan Sargent, without ever being, like, rude or mean to Logan Sargent in any way, shape, or form. Alex is just driving as well as he can. Yeah. What about you? I have to – I was literally going to say Alex, and then I was like, (laughs) who do I need for a backup if it's not Alex? But Alex, I think, is the true connecting one that all of us love. 
That might be true. I don't know if mom loves Alex. I have no idea what mom's feelings are on Alex. But yeah, I totally agree with you. I think Alex was so, it's like one, it's so enjoyable to watch someone succeed when they're not always in the best. Like, I mean, he's at Williams, Mm -hmm. Um, but to see him, I feel like be successful, see him connect with the team, um, that alone is super enjoyable. And then, yeah, I think he has great PR. Yes. He has really good PR. I think he's very Gen Z approachable PR. Like, yes. I think we've talked about his CeraVe commercial. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> was it a commercial commercial or was it just a like? It's just like an ad that he had on his Instagram. Where he talked about how his girlfriend like would get mad at him if he didn't do his skin care routine. Yeah. Yes, and then yes. it's like Lily is making like the monster voice, being like, "Don't forget your moisturizer." <laughs> is this the one where they put out a like behind the scenes video yeah. afterwards too? Yeah, and it's yes. like it's the two of them making this little spot for their for his Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just so uh enjoyable and approachable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I have to agree with you. I think Alex is, like, my standout for the season. My MVP for 2023, Alex Altman. I think we should do the driver ranking thing again with Sarah and yeah. Jamie and see if things have changed. Let me see if there's, like, a Tumblr thing, too, where you have to be, like, this, this? where it pits them against each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be Yeah, let fun. me see. Yeah. Also, but- maybe we should think about doing a, like, ranking of all of the drivers for the season in terms of like how they did during the season okay i'll consider it no yeah that would be fun (laughs) i like the idea of superlatives maybe we should work on this we'll post something on our social media standard f1 content yeah we'll post something on our social media soon where you can write in your votes for the superlatives for the drivers yes so yeah well do you have anything else annie no just thanks everybody for listening and joining on our uh first full season of making podcasts we don't know wheel (laughs) hopefully we've increased our wheel knowledge a little bit maybe too much i think i i need to undo some of that (laughs) (laughs) i need to back it up (laughs) yeah well thanks for joining us everybody and we'll put out something soon yeah yeah all right bye thanks